אבל בוקר טוב, היום שמונה ימים לעומר, שם שבוע אחד ביום אחד. בוקר טוב. בוקר טוב, זה היה הרבה זמן, אז אנחנו עדיין לא עדיין פרשת סב, אבל הדרך שאנחנו עדיין לסתכל את זה, אנחנו עדיין להתחיל איפה שהתחלנו, ואז, במידה של הפרשה, once we finish chapter 7 Perzin chapter 8 begins the the process of the Miluin yeah. now this is a process that we've been introduced to before twice in the Torah we've been introduced it at the end of Parashat Tetzaveh and at the end of Parashat Pekudeh at the end of Parashat Tetzaveh we heard the instruction as to how to inaugurate exactly how to inaugurate the Kwanim And then at the end of Parashat Pekudeh, we heard about the, the uh, constructing of the Mishkan and the process of the, of the Miluim from the standpoint of the construction of the Mishkan. But in terms of the Kohanim actually going through the process of the Miluim and bringing their specific korbanot that they have to bring for this Miluim process, that we have not done. And that... We, is going to be the second half of Parashat Tzav. Now, what's good is that that continues actually directly into Parashat Shemini. Because Parashat Shemini, the first word is Vayhi Bayom HaShemini. And it was then, on the eighth day. On the eighth day of what? It was on the eighth day of the process that began in the previous Parashat, which was, which was the first seven days. So, the first seven days of Moshe Rabbeinu. Exactly. And, and the way it basically works is that the first seven days Moshe Rabbeinu acted as the Kohen Gadol. But then on the eighth day, which happened to also be the first day of Nisan, that was when Aaron took over and did the Korban and then came out and blessed the people, thus signifying that Aaron has taken over and is now the, the chief Kohen and Moshe has no longer, kind of, and Moshe has abdicated that responsibility. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to complete Parashat Sav in the sense that we're going to complete this final, uh, the final Korban that we have to study. There's only one Korban and a few laws we have to study. And then we're going to take a break. We're going to study the, the Haftarah of Parashat Shemini. That we'll do tomorrow. And then Parashat Shemini, we'll actually start studying from the end of Parashat Sav. Because it's, it's yeah. a continuation. Okay? So we are on chapter 7, Pasuk 16. From Perak Zayn, Pasuk Tet Zayn. ואם נדר עונן דבר זבח קורבנו ביום הקריבו את צבחו יאכל ומאחורת וענותר ממנו יאכל. If the korban he brings is a neder, is a promise or a nedava, uh, two types of voluntary uh, korbanot, if he brings his shilamim in the, via a neder or nedava, he eats that korban and he eats it on the day of and on the day after. Okay? Okay, okay? Whatever is left over from day one may be eaten on day two. Now, wh- wh- why are we saying this? Because we just studied, we're in the middle of studying the Korban Shilamim. The first type of Korban Shilamim that we studied was a Korban Toda. Korban Toda, toda okay. that is a specific type of Shilamim that is brought if in the case the person has something to thank God for or the Halachot are exactly the same as the Halachot for the Gomel. Okay, and what we said some of the rules of the korban toda is one that it's brought alongside korbanot mincha that a person may actually bring as chametz, but also that the person who brings the korban toda may only eat it on the day of. So if he eats, he brings the korban today, he must eat it that day. 
But in this case, and then, it's different. Right, and then the, the follow by that night, it becomes Tameh, and then the next day he has to burn it. On this case, in, in this case, he's allowed to eat it on that day, and then he's also allowed to eat it the next day, and then the, the night after that, it already becomes Tameh, and then on the third day, he must burn it. How come in this case, they give him, uh, two, they give him an extra day? I don't know. Why, why are they giving him less time for the Korban Toda and more if it's a general Shulamim? I'm not sure. I mean, we could speculate. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, though. Okay, but, but that's the introduction to this piece right now. So if the Korban Shalom he brings is on his own accord, and he does not bring it as a, in thanks for any specific thing, good thing that happened to him or, or a life-threatening event that he passed through, then the rules are a little bit different. First of all, there are no Korban Mincha that come with it. He doesn't have to bring the, the, the loaves, the four different types of loaves. And also he has two days to eat it as opposed to one day. So there's now, less to eat and he has more time. There is less to eat because there's less bread and he has more time. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, it says he has to... Whatever is left over of the flesh must be burnt on the third day. So he, he can eat it on the first two days, but it must be burnt on the third day, meaning... Not on the second night. So the second night it already becomes Tameh. But he cannot burn, you're not allowed to burn these things at night. The same way the Korban is brought during the day. The leftover of the food that you should have eaten also must be burnt in the day. So it must be burnt on the third day. So you have two days to eat it. The second night it becomes Tameh. And then day three must be burnt. Okay. And if he shall surely eat it from that korban shelamim on the third day that he's not supposed to, it shall not be accepted. The person who brings it, it will not be considered for him. It is considered pigul instead. It is an abhorrent thing instead. And the person who eats from it, he, he bears a sin for uh, eating it. Okay? Uh, I'm going to tell you something about this law in a second. But this is the law yeah, of the pigul. pigul is, uh, the law of the pigul, according to the Rashbam, he says, um, there's no point of even trying to, to, to read the, the peshat of the text. Because the Rashbam says, Okay, so uh, I'll explain to you what he means in, in, in a second. But the, the basic rule is that if a person tries to eat the korban on the third day, then it's considered pigul, and that is an unacceptable offering. Okay? Okay, so, so actually, let me, let me pause and explain. Uh, Rashbam basically what, saying it's not... Not, not, not Rashbam, the, the, the Midrash, Midrash, the Rashi, the Midrash Halakha, meaning, meaning the whole system of Halakha. They, they concentrated on, what, on the wrong... No, 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 no. He didn't, he's, not, he's not pointing out a mistake. He's not pointing out a mistake. I'll explain to you what happened. So from the, from the text, it's clear, it's, it seems clear pigul. that what is Pigul? Disqualification of... Uh, you, how how you does it become disqualified? Pass I passed the time. the time and I ate after the time. Now the problem, the Halakhic issue... 
is that there's no such thing as a korban becoming no good limafreya. Meaning you can't retroactively make a korban not good. So at the time that I bring the korban, if the korban was acceptable on day one, then by day three, if I fail to eat it on time and I ate it on the wrong day, you can't tell me that the korban is no good. Mm. So then this idea of it becoming an abhorrent korban doesn't make any sense. So it must be something else then. So it must be that when the person brought the korban, or when he was sprinkling the blood, or when he was doing one of the, the important parts of bringing the korban, he had in mind that I'm going to eat it on the wrong day. Uh-huh. Meaning he brought the korban with the wrong intention. And if a person brings a korban with the wrong intention, then you could consider it uh, no good from the beginning. And then the korban did not count. Meaning, lo yechashev lo, piguli then it is abhorrent. So the halakha, the midrash halakha, actually interprets this not as someone eating it on the wrong day, but as bringing it with the wrong intention. That I intend to eat it on day three, when I know from the beginning that there's only two days to eat this korban. Okay, so that's how pigul is understood, la halakha. And that's, that's like, um, for, for all intents and purposes, the peshat of the text is, is not even relevant. Because it has no halakhic bearing. The idea of eating something on day three, it is asur, but it's not, it doesn't turn the korban into pikul. It turns it into pikul when the intent was, during the bringing of was, the korban was, was uh, improper. improper. Okay, what yeah. do you mean, like, what, when, you, when you're saying improper, it wasn't, he wanted to do, bring it for something else and then he... It, what, what, so, so I say, oh, I, I'm bringing this shalamim and my goal is I'm going to be eating it on day three. Okay. Now, what do you mean day three? Day three is atzur. Day three becomes mm-hmm. it becomes notar. How? Why are you planning on eating on day three? No, no, I want to eat it on day three. So he brings a korban with that intent, with the idea, with the intent that I'm going to designate this korban to be eaten on day three. So it's disqualified. That becomes disqualified, yeah, and that's called pigul. Okay. So the actual korban itself at the time is not exactly it's not now. Pigul. And now, now I get it. Okay, now, it makes a lot more and that sense. makes more, that makes sense in light of the fact that. In the first case, according to the Peshat of the Torah, by eating it on day three, I all of a sudden took a korban, which was good on day one, and I've now made the korban bad. Yeah. Okay, so we solved that issue. And that's what the halakha, the halakha is obviously solving. All right, now, the, the rest of the, of the text is now going to go into types of korbanot, or types of things which may not be eaten. Okay? okay, so the first pasuk nineteen is Abasar Shadigabi called Tamel Lo Yachel Baeshi Saref, the Abasar called Tahori Yochal Basar. The same way the korban on day three is forbidden to eat, there is another reason a korban would be forbidden to eat, and that is because the korban touched and absorbed from impure meat. If it touched and absorbed from impure meat, then it should not be eaten; it should be burnt instead, and. Anybody who wants to eat the flesh of the korban must be tahor. tahor. So there are two dinim in that pasuk. Yeah. One din, if a korban absorbs from meat that is impure, the korban becomes impure and must be burnt. Second din, anybody who wants to partake in the korban shalamim must be tahor. Okay? And that's not only korban shalamim, that's any korban, it's but it's most relevant for korban shalamim because that's the korban that the people also eat. Okay. Now let's say a person wants to eat or he eats of the flesh of the shalamim while he is tameh. He gets karet. 
his soul wow. gets cut off from his people. Just because he ate it when he shouldn't have eaten it. No, just... Yeah, exactly. He, he, was, was, he, was, he was tummy. Now, there's a difference. Let's say I am tahor and I eat flesh that is tame. Is that Isur Karet also? Uh, no. So that's exactly, no. There's a, there's a difference. Lalacha, you only get karet if well, you, you are tame you're, you're, and you're, you're eating a, the you're, korban. You're, you're made a conscious... Uh, right, but if it's the flesh is tame and you are tahor, then it's only be'azhara. It's only a... It's a lotase. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, a, a prohibition. Okay, but it's not a isur karet. All right. Now let's say a person touches anything that is tame. And how does a person become tame? If he touches the, the impurity of a person or of an animal or any sheket uh, tameh, any of these things can make a person tameh. And then he eats of the korban shalomim. That's how a person is considered tameh, and that's when he would get karet. Okay? So you see the progress of the text. First it showed us the korban shalomim and how it could be eaten. Then it told us the time that the korban shalomim is not to be eaten. And then it explained to us another situation in which the korban shalomim is not to be eaten. Then it told us another situation where it shouldn't be eaten, and now it's explaining how that situation comes to be. Well, how is, does a person become tameh? By touching something that is tameh. This is, is the Torah itself, but you know, for example, I'm just, I don't want to mm-hmm. delve, but like it's, I'm learning now, I'm just doing Mishnayot of, of Parah. Mm-hmm. It's like, what kind of sheket, if it falls into the meta, you know, if it falls into the water, if it's not, if it's like, if they, if it absorbs, you know, it's like, it's a, it's there's a, a whole, whole well, world of, there's a, it's a world, it's real, as you described it well, it's a world of halachot, the bird, if, because they, that are they all, that are, that's pure Torah Shabbal Peh, it's pure Torah Shabbal Peh, because Every the Torah is so, is so, uh, um, it's so brief, and the laws of these things are so detailed. What boggles my mind is that they knew even back then which insect actually their saliva gets inside of the water or which right. they, they knew details. Yeah, it's yeah, they, they knew details. You know? Very interesting. They, were very, they knew a lot of details. Okay. Um, you know, you know what, what's interesting about all these things? All these things force you to, to, to understand the natural world so much better. Yeah. You know, you look at the natural world in a different way. 100%. And the Chachamim, it's such a broad understanding of, 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 of everything. Okay. Um, Pasuk 22. Now, once we said, again, once we brought a case in which eating of the Kodesh would become an Isur Karet, then now we're going to bring two more types of Isur Karet that are related to Korbanot. It's in the same paragraph, but it begins with a new dibur. So it tells you that it's part of that same category of the keretot. Because it's connected. But it is also a separate halakha because we're not talking about, about the kodashim kalim specifically. We're talking about all korbanot. And speak to the children of Israel saying, the fat of a... Uh, an ox or a sheep or a goat you shall not eat and if it should be whether it is the fat of a nevela or the fat of a terefa nevela is something that's that's improperly the shechita is improper 
Terefa is something that the Shekhita was proper but was found Afterwards. to be, to be uh, sick after the fact. The, the fat, you may do anything with it, but you may not eat it. Meaning, there's no Isur Hana'ah by the fat. Meaning, you're allowed to use it, you could sell it, but you cannot you could use the skin, eat it. You could do, right, yeah. right. Because anybody who eats fat from an animal that he brings, then he gets karet from it, whoever eats of the fat. And also, one more Isur karet. And any blood you shall not eat. In all of your dwelling places, whether it is for a bird or for a any animal. So it's not saying. By the way, notice that. Bring it. Notice that there's no isur of chelav. Correct. No, no. The chelav is what's brought. Yeah, okay. It's in fact because the chelav is what is brought. It seems to be that that has now become asur to be eaten. It's almost a direct relationship. It's an inverse relationship to what is brought on the because this chelav is typically what is brought on the korban. It is not to be eaten by mortals. Okay? Um, now, Blood shall not be eaten, and that is to a bird and to an animal. So the chelev only applies to shor chesev vayas. The fat is only for a, an ox, sheep, or goat. The blood is forbidden even for birds and for animals. It is not forbidden for fish, obviously. That's why you don't have any salting of fish. There's no concept of that. Yep. Now I'm actually, like, how do you say, like I just okay. understood why it makes a lot more sense to me, to me why the Parashat Shvini is attached to this. Because we're already talking, like you said, on the topic of what you can or cannot eat. I, I was about to say, Nafali Asimon also in that regard, that... that we, what we're going to do is let's just finish anybody who eats blood gets cut off from the people we would have, if we had a Sunday class I would analyze the, the significance of blood and why there's an isur karet for eating blood but, but it seems like we are now going to pause and in fact this next piece from Pasuk 28 until 38 um, talks about the specific pieces of the korban that have to go to the kohen. That is the chazeh and the shok. It's the chest and the thigh. It seems like the thigh was a very, very uh, uh, good, good yeah. in-demand piece of meat. Um, and then, so, so that's really all this next piece talks about, that that's those, those two pieces of the korban shilamim in which the owner eats of it, what goes to the kohen. So the, the chest and the thigh go to the kohen, the fats go to Hashem, and the rest of it goes to the owner. Okay, and then Pasuk 37, 38 just summarizes everything. This is the instruction of the Olah, Mincha, Chatat, Hasham, Milim, and the Shilamim. These are all the Korbanot that we learned about. That God commanded Moshe on Har Sinai, on the day that he commanded Ben Yisrael to bring the Korbanot to Hashem in the wilderness of Sinai. Okay, and then chapter 8 goes through the specific things that occurred, the specific process of inaugurating Aaron and the Kohanim. Okay, so God speaks to Moshe saying, take Aaron and his sons with, you, uh, with him, bring the clothes and the Shemin Amishcha, and bring one cow for Chatat and two rams for, uh, uh, for Ola, or maybe one for Ola, one for Shlamim, I don't remember. But bring a whole slew of Korbanot. Moshe is the one who washed them. He, yeah, Moshe, he is, dressed them. Moshe is officiating as Korban. And then, so basically, this next piece, which I said we're going to study as part of Parashat Shemini, that continues, and then immediately after that ends, we have the laws of what? 
of uh, kashrut. Of kashrut, which, as you said, fits perfectly because they are a direct corollary to the previous halachot, mm. which were the isur of chelev and the isur of dam. Yeah, dam, I, I, I heard and that it's, it, it's, it's the actual thing that makes it's the life force. Like, yeah, dam hua nafesh. It says that explicitly yeah. in the pasuk. But, but what's interesting, what's interesting is that not only did we study that there are behemot that are tameh, and that when a person touches, he becomes tameh. And then there, we studied the chedah that is forbidden to eat, and the blood that's forbidden to eat. The next real halachic section of, of Sefer Vaikra goes to the behemot me'ot. Yes. Which even though behemot me'ot aren't really related yeah. to the idea of tum'ah in the mikdash, but they have the same name, and they actually have a similar philosophical idea behind them. So it's, it's really, if you, if you take out the narrative section of Vaikra, you go directly from Isur Achila to the next Isur Achila, which is Animal. But, eating, eating animals that but, are not but kosher. That, but, that, but the, but the so reason really that Kadosh Baruch gives in Shmini, I'm sure we're going to get into it, it says, Kedosh Yuki Kadosh Ani, like, you, because I am holy, that's why you shouldn't eat yeah. this kind of, you know, like, you should make yourself holy. You uh, there's know? a lot to it, we're, we have to discuss, there's a lot of philosophy there. There's, um, the idea of Kiddushah, what, what Kiddushah even is. Separate. Something I've been thinking about for a while. Yeah, what, what is it about distinctions and separations that are holy? And you know what? We're, we've, we're kind of, uh, we live in a, we're lucky to live in a generation that's, that's uh, devolved, devolved to this extent because we see the doing away with distinctions in the world, like the distinctions between male and female. I'll, I'll tell you about it's it interesting because Sunday. now we yeah. see that there is something in the Torah about separations and distinctions that the Torah finds holy. And we're living in a generation that for some reason there's a human impulse to do away with it. So, so what does that mean? It's, a very, it's an interesting thing to think about. Amen. 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 Amen.